to Minute 92 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again today is Eric Nash of the Almost Famous Minute and Feels Like Weezer. Welcome back to the show, Eric. Hey, glad to be back. Yeah, we, we, we uh, had a great uh, conversation yesterday, and let's uh, continue and see, uh, see where things go. Episode 92 begins with us getting a shot of the compound at night where we see a figure moving around in the darkness and goes all the way till we get to see a bag passed to the sixth man. So I, one of the things that, that is great <laughs> is the way that, that these minutes were split up. It really split things up perfectly here. Because of the way that, oh, yeah. that we get the, the dark screen right here. Now, I don't know when you first saw this movie. I first saw it on, the, on VHS back in the... Uh, I think the the mid '80s. This is actually the exact point where they split up the two yeah. the two videos, which it works perfectly. You know, you, it, this is if, if if they were to have an intermission in this movie, this is the spot where you would do it. You know, especially based on what we were discussing yesterday about the fact that this is Hilt's the, the his turning point throughout the movie. So they, this is the perfect spot for it, and the fact that Sturgis gives us a completely black screen, uh, helps give that <laughs> give that feeling. For, for, a, for a few seconds. Yes. Yeah. Longer than any of the others. A little, when, I guess when you're watching it minute by minute, so it's, it's, uh, it's quite long. <laughs> yeah. You know, just getting the, the, the darkness of it all. So the darkness starts, and like I said, I think we have cl- nearly, we have almost 10 seconds of darkness. That's, that's amazing. I think it's like nine and a half seconds or something like that. Uh, then we get to see the the compound at night. We see a guard moving around the fence. We see the the, the guard towers, and then we see a dark figure doing some uh, interesting uh, acrobatics. Yeah. You know, Steve McQueen, I guess, was besides being an actor and a motorcycle rider, was also an acrobat. It, it's quite humorous looking at the way that that, that he's jumping over the wire, and you know, it, it looks like something that maybe Saturday Night Live would, would do, you know, by showing, you know, a very inept burglar, you know, jumping around doing somersaults and, you know, different type of aerobatic maneuvers. So it's, it's pretty funny watching him do this. And then he basically crashes down to the ground, does a roll, and hits the fence, actually, which, you know, if you're trying to be as stealth as possible, you probably don't want the fence moving. Or you want it to be moving as little as possible. Yeah, he definitely puts his hand up to try to steady it to get it back into a submissive, <laughs> non-swaying, non-jingling state. Yeah, but that goes back to what we were saying yesterday. Yeah. You know, when, when you have barbed wire, you don't necessarily want to grab it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're trying to steady it. It's probably not the best uh, the best idea to do that. But hey, Steve McQueen. You know, later later on in the movie, we get to see him play with uh, barbed wire again. So he's he's uh, I, I guess he's trying to get himself used used to it for later. Then he he looks around and then he flips around. Uh, it's just very comical the way this whole thing happens. And then he somehow uh, pulls out a pair of wire cutters and begins to start clipping through the the, the barbed wire. I guess it's always handy to be able to have a, a pair of uh, of uh, wire cutters with you. Well, at least if you're an, uh, an escape artist of some sort, you know, 
whether it's actual prisons or or uh, if you're like Houdini or something, then uh, that could that could have that could be the secret clue as to why he got away with some of the things he did. It could be. It could very well be. I mean, it's 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 interesting to think about. That. I mean, that's probably one of the the, the best commodities that any of the yeah. the prisoners need to have. A lot of them just pull out wire cutters. I mean, McQueen. This isn't even the first time he's got wire cutters. You know, towards even on the first date. He's got a pair of wire cutters that that, that he claims to uh, to have in order to try to cut through the wire. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess uh, a flyer uh, must always have uh, wire cutters on. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, doesn't really know. We'll never know, will we? He he cuts through these various parts of the uh, the wire now, and then we get another shot, and the next shot is in daylight with supposedly the same wire but it's at a slightly different angle so it's hard to tell if it's actually the same spots that were cut or not did you happen to take a look at that i mean you know and it's it's definitely not the same camera spot i mean there's because there's there's a really you know a, a pretty a pretty quick fade actually but you know what doing this minute by minute and you know so forth and second by second even uh, essentially, it's it's uh, the the buildings behind the you know they're they're changing position a good bit. So it's yeah it's it's it seems likely that uh, some little uh, tomfoolery kind of happened here. Something a little bit changed. Yeah. In some way, it seems like. Which theoretically shouldn't happen when you're making a movie like this because it, I mean obviously I know that that you know they don't film anything in they usually don't film movies in chronological chronological order or anything like that. But if you have a scene where someone's cutting through wires and then you're going to show it in daylight right afterwards, it would make sense to film it, you know, one day after the other and just use what he already cut yesterday. Yep. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it is possible that it's exactly the same cut, but it just doesn't look that way. I mean, the 109, uh, the the number on, on the, the barracks right behind is more centered during the daylight than it is... Yeah. During the nighttime, in the nighttime it's a little bit off center. Yeah, no, it's it's hard to tell if these are the exact spots that he cut or not. But like I said, it it would make it would be very strange if it wasn't. You know, if they, mm-hmm. and also they move the camera. <laughs> Just keep the camera yeah, right. in the same yeah, spot. <laughs> Unless it actually no, I think here they're trying to frame things differently. Maybe that's why, because in the scene at night they're just showing Queen. But here you have uh, Von Luger on one side, Strathlitz on the other side. You have one of the guards, I think his name is Kramer, standing in the middle, followed by a number of other uh, guards standing by with machine guns. So it, it's it's actually framed very well. The way that uh, if you if you look at it, you see that you know that yeah. you have the, the the two German officers officers bookending, and the area that's cut out is is nicely done in between the two of them where they're standing. Yeah, yeah, and I, I almost wonder, like, I mean, who who the um, uh, cinematographer was here? Uh, Daniel Fapp. Daniel Fapp, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's multiple, you know, a lot of people probably don't know this, but the idea of multiple units, um, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, even though that cinematographer probably should have been kind of overseeing everything, kind of having the game plan, you know, along with the director. But, uh, you know, it, it could easily be two different units that even filmed 
those two scenes. So yeah, it's very possible hmm. uh, because you have different actors. Also, here you have the, the all the Germans, and the previous one had just uh, the the lone yeah. American uh, trying to get out. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I I just think it's 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 nicely done for especially for people looking at this and uh, not minute by minute, no one's going to notice this. Oh boy, yeah. You know, you, you have someone cutting the wire. Next second, you see the wire cut. That's it. You know, you, you take it for 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 granted that that they're doing it properly. Again, not that we're trying to deride them for what they did. You know, they 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 all made a great movie. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same. I guess it's the same thing with the, the way that uh, you know Alex and Pete do their their work. They they love Star Wars, but they still make fun of. The, the, the various uh, strange things that happen along the way. Yeah. Which I guess is why we all love doing the movies by minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the two of them are just looking around, and, and I, it's really funny that Von Luger is just, he's looking up. Like, what is he looking at? Yeah. Hilt's cut low on the on the fence. He didn't cut up high. So is he is he looking maybe at one of the guard posts, wondering why the guard didn't notice? Is he like... I think I'm putting Schultz on report. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? And it, and one of the things that, that I love about this movie is that there's so many extras walking around in the background throughout many of the scenes yeah. in the compound. So here you have a, a group of extras that, that are walking by, and they're actually looking right at the camera. So the question always remains, you know, are they are they looking and saying, oh, they're making a movie here? I mean, obviously they're... They're in a secluded place, so they, they've been hired to be there. But are they saying, yeah. ooh, there's the camera? Or are they saying, ooh, look, there's there's a, a hole in the fence? <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> yeah. You you would hope the director and any other, like, assistants or what have you might might have said, hey, extras. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's fine to look towards the camera, essentially, because, you know, hey, you're, you could be looking at what the, the guards were kind of looking, must have been looking at right before the cut, essentially. Or the, or the not the guards, the officers. Right. Uh, this hole. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But uh, I mean, I actually heard. I think it was again on the commentary when I listened to it last week that that a majority of the extras were were students studying in German, foreign language, foreign students studying in German, in Germany, uh, mm-hmm. because then they could they didn't have to worry about communicating with them in in different languages. They could speak them in English and tell them, okay, you walk from here to there and don't look at the camera. And they mm-hmm. still do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who knows? You know, Strathus also looks around just like Von Luger. It, it, it's a very funny scene because it's it's not a very long scene just showing them. In some ways, they, they look like Keystone Cops with the way that, that uh, this scene is set mm-hmm. up because... You know, there's there's no verbal language at all. They're just looking back and forth. You know, the the director or the cinematographer, whoever was there at the time, said, "Okay, look to the right, look to the left. Now you look to the right, you look to the left, and that's it. That was the whole. That's the whole uh, little scene of what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we we get a shot of of Danny digging in the tunnel, which this is one of the first times that we see the way that 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 they're actually digging the tunnel. You know, we've, we've heard a lot about it. We've seen little bits and pieces of it beforehand. Uh, but this, I think the first time where you actually see a character in the tunnel digging. Did, did you do you remember that differently than I do? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I couldn't have recalled that from, from uh, when I did that uh, recent rewatch. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's very boyhood <laughs> for me, especially being, being somewhat artistic, I think, uh, being some, something of a drawer. And I would love to, I, I love to, you know, theorize and fantasize about, uh, inside things whether it's underground or in in trees i remember one another thing that i did i would do uh but just imagine uh animals or or, or soldiers and different things different types of things uh, uh making their way through um tunnels of different sorts and, and different types of things whether it's underground or like i said in trees but um you know and the crazy thing here is also there's there is this you know in, in watching it the minute by minute format uh I, I did have to back up quite a few times you know there is this he the, the the dirt falls on his head yes so watching what's above that you know where that's coming from i mean that's not like a hole that appeared because the dirt fell right. <laughs> it's a hole that was already there yes <laughs> so maybe there was a rock there and they already extricated the rock there's someone on the on, on the top yes. side just uh you know, sprinkling yep. dirt down. <laughs> it's it's no uh, mechanism or anything, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to give uh, Charles Bronson credit for for being willing to do that. Not that he had a choice. Yeah, you know, you want to get your paycheck, you got to do what the surgeon tells you to do. Now, I I love the one of the things I love about this movie is the the, the attention to detail. Now, mm-hmm. okay, you, you can see on the the, the right hand side. You can see the the, the, the makeshift lamp that, that they have there, which uh, in the original book they they mentioned the fact that they used they used melted margarine with wicks in order to keep it keep these fires lit through, throughout the entire tunnel. But if you look below that, you see like a little piece of piping. Yep. What do you think that's for? Um, well, well, and, and, and my and my bigger concern is you know there's a hard cut. To where this other piece of piping and tube, maybe I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, gets goes from being right behind Danny's head to, you know, in, in some some minutes or something later, some some short time period probably where Danny has since extricated himself back out and taken a break maybe, and then the other guys come in and and uh, you know, but 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 either one of them put this this other pipe or, or you know. Uh, Little piece of ductwork is more more my line of thinking, uh, and with this tube in it, uh, in in the hole essentially that Danny was digging, um, and, and to do what I don't quite have a take on what that could be there for, but I mean it's some some part of the process I guess, but yeah I mean this other piece it kind of does shift just a little bit you know it, it's it's you know they they've moved it a little bit but it's actually very much in the same orientation. But just shifted it a little bit uh, where it is there at the end of this at the current end of the tunnel. Right this, now, uh, actually, yeah, is, is odd. My theory of it is that this is actually what they use to create the lamps. So he has to have that with him, so that when they get in further, he can create he can uh, light up another lamp. Wow! Because that's what it looks like. It looks like it's something that really yeah. It looks like yeah. It's the same same type of you know same same uh, d- diameter. Yeah, yeah. So that I, it just must be supplies to be able to light mm-hmm. up another lamp as they're going, or light up numerous lamps as they go along, mm-hmm. which which shows the ingenuity of the whole thing that they're going to actually have these with them as they're you know moving along, as opposed to you know not not really caring about it and not uh, having to make people wonder what they're what they're doing. 
You know, I just think in the, in, uh, there are a lot of times in this movie where there'll be things just sitting on the side, which you can try and figure out what their later use will be. And this is a perfect example of that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you also get to see when, when Danny picks up his head, you can see the, uh, the tin can right behind him, that they use that as a shovel. You know, as a makeshift a shovel to, to pick up uh, the sand. You know, here he's using a pickaxe. Okay. He's using a pickaxe to, to break through the sand and dirt, you know, to to make it softer. But what they, in order to, to put the dirt inside the bags and things like that, so they needed to use uh, this makeshift shovel, which was made out of a tin can. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so we see that Danny starts to continue breaking through the dirt, and then we hear a a creaking sound, is a, an avalanche mm-hmm. that starts coming down. You know, we see all this this dirt that starts, uh, you know, making a little bit of noise, which, uh, you know, it's the type of thing that you would see in movie where where you see movies where there is an avalanche. You, they first hear the a crack that sounds like a crack of thunder before something comes down. I mean, they're 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 telling us that something is about to happen. It doesn't happen in this minute, so we don't know exactly what it's going to be. But it just sounds, you know, he's got a little few pieces of dirt that fall on him. Then we we get to see Willie, who's you know, he's got all these different bags of dirt next to him, and he basically is he's in the same position of where it, or it looks as if he's in the same place where where Danny just was. And he has all these bags filled with, with dirt that uh, essentially he used, you know, potted can or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's a can that has a, a handle on it so that he could use it as a shovel. Because mm-hmm. you know, towards the end of this minute, you can you get a better shot of it when it's next yeah. to Willie's head here. Mm-hmm. And again, you get wow. to see the, you know, the, the piping that we were talking about earlier also. And then you get to see uh, all these bags of dirt. And then... Can you imagine lying on your back, having to pass across your entire the length of your body? Yeah, uh, mm. a bag of dirt to somebody who passes it on to the next person to the next person. I mean, there are six people that that this bag goes through in this minute. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, and they're, they're actually their heads are on each other's knees yes. essentially. Mm-hmm. Is, is, yeah. So it's not even the full. The full normal height of a of, of a guy. Correct. And <laughs> six I mean, feet, but yeah, it doesn't look a little bit less. Yeah. <laughs> still. Well, and I've been down. I've 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 had occasion where I've needed to go down in uh, at least what's here in America, crawl spaces. Yes. You know, below below houses and some houses uh, that uh, we ha- where where it's not a simple uh, foundation on you know on grade slab on grade. Uh, Are you digging a tunnel? Nor is it a full basement, <laughs> full height basement. Yeah. Are you digging a tunnel yeah. in your house? No, no. Yeah, and actually, not even this house, but uh, in one house, my parents and I had when I was a kid, uh, when I was a teen, you know, early teen, teenager. And my dad had me help him, and, and he, he went down first, but had me go down with him and figure some things out, get some things, uh, you know, situated with like wiring and so forth. Um, but. Um, but then, even more recent than that, a job I've had, I had, I had had for the past uh, twenty years, and just very recently in the last year or so, I had, I had had occasion on a, on a time or two to have to go down and scope out what's going on with the plumbing underneath a, a com- commercial building and a crawl space oh, wow. there. 
but yeah, it's it's there's been an occasion where I've done that and it's 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 tough. But uh, if you're not too claustrophobic, which I I found at one point I was a little bit, but that was actually in, in the roof, in an <laughs> attic, <laughs> when I felt like I couldn't get out at one point, you know, or I was going to get myself into a spot where I couldn't get out. Yeah, yeah. It's... Well, I, th- I think we can be somewhat uh, yeah. thankful that the way that they filmed this movie, they didn't do it the way that the real prisoners dug because uh, in because they couldn't get their their clothes dirty, they would actually all be completely naked. So we wow. we can be quite yeah. grateful that we don't get to see yeah. that here. I think that would have wow. taken away from <laughs> from from what they're trying to show here. So so then up up up, up above uh, before they exit the the building, they would they would uh, you know uh, get get redressed, mm-hmm. and um, so then they all they would have to clean would be their like hands and head, right? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Exactly. <laughs> a lot less cleaning would have to be done. Right. I mean, in, in the escape itself, which, uh, you know, we're still a few weeks away from discussing, yeah. they did the same thing. In the real life escape, they they didn't go through the tunnel in, in their, you know, pristine tailored clothes because they didn't mm-hmm. want to have to walk, be walking around with dirt on it. Well, that's, that's similar to uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But there they were able, it was just one guy. Oh yeah. You you'd think that there'd be an easier way of passing this dirt along than the way that they did it here. Yeah. I mean, we've seen in in later in later uh, minutes of the movie about the the trolley. I guess they're they're not at the point where they've built the trolley yet. Yeah. Harry just doesn't have a yeah, trolley right. yet. Maybe that trolley was. Yeah, yeah. You have, to, you have to do this work to a point at least yeah. to get to to where you can have a trolley. So yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, you have anything else you want to say about this minute? No, I think that's good for me. All right, excellent. So uh, why don't you once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, like I said uh, last time, uh, Lucky Mustard is, uh, is a way you could find me at uh, plenty plenty of places all across the Internet. Um, uh, but otherwise, I might, as you said at the beginning, I, my name is Eric Jack, or Eric, <laughs> I, I often go by my middle name too, Eric Jack Nash. Um, but... Uh, I'm out there, and hopefully, uh, if you like this, uh, you can you can find the uh, almost famous minute. And then the other movie by minute I did prior was Watchmen minute. So you should be able to get those on your podcatchers right. still. Excellent. And while you're doing that, you can contact us. You can go to our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. Our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. Our Facebook group is the Cooler, and our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. So until tomorrow. Tally ho! Tally ho!